Welcome to the C12 Podcast. C12 is a college and young adult ministry where 20-somethings at 12 Stone Church gather on Thursday nights. We hope you are encouraged and guided by today's message. So God, we just come before you. God, knowing that you're, God, your majesty is what we can't fathom. God, we can't comprehend how good you are. God, we just can't put you in a box. And, and even right now, you just tell God how, how thankful you are for him. How, how good he is to you. Who, who is God to you? He's a provider. He's a protector. He's a, he's a healer. He's a helper. So as I'm praying, you begin to pray. Who, who is God to you? God, we're just so thankful. Thankful that God, we don't always have it together, but God, you do. God, we're thankful that we don't always have it under control, but God, we know that you do. God, we don't need to control spiritual narratives in this room. God, we don't need to have it all together. God, we don't, whatever our struggles are, whatever the thing is in our heart, maybe in our head, God, we just lay that at your feet. God, we step into your presence. God, we pray this in your name. Everybody said, amen. Amen, you can go have a seat. I just wanted to take a second, and, and I'm not going to be up here super long, but I just wanted to celebrate what God is doing in C12. And, and last week, we just saw several people get baptized. Last week, we saw someone coming to Jesus for the first time. Man, people are rededicating their lives to, to Jesus. And, and I just thought it was fitting just to come out of that, just being super thankful. And, and, and like I said, I'm not going to be up here super long, but I want to just at least put a thought out there that maybe sets the, the tone for the rest of the night and for the several months into the future, which really just means forward. I want us all to say it together. Forward. Wow. Uh, that was amazing. I want us all to say it together. One, two, three. Forward. We can do way better than that. One, two, three. Forward. That, 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 that is our theme. This is what we're going after. This, if you picture any kind of spiritual theme of, of if I'm part of C12, what does it mean? What, what are we doing? What's the direction? It's that we're moving forward. We're, we're, we're moving forward to what God has for us. And if you've been around C12, you know that there's kind of the, the three pillars that we've clung to, which is, which is worship, community, and impact. And if you know, we, that's why we do nights like this, where it's a worship and community. Why? Because it's a pillar of our faith, but it's a value. Like this is a value to us as well as making an impact. And I want to just take a, a moment to pause on this for a second because it'd be kind of hypocritical to just say, well, we are the church, but the only place that we demonstrate the church is to be inside the walls. And so we're actually going to make an impact, not both just inside the church walls, but also outside the church walls. And one of those organizations that we get to do that with is called Streetwise. Come on, some of you guys already know what Streetwise is, and, and if you don't know, Streetwise is an organization that's actually based here in, in Lawrenceville, and, and what they do is that they get to serve pretty uh, some underdeveloped, underprivileged families who are just in need, and, and I'm going to throw up a, a graphic behind, and this is uh, on, April, on Saturday, April 16th, this is a way that we get to be the hands and feet of Jesus, and you can go ahead, you can scan this, I'll get out of the way, if you want to sign up for that, you want to be a part of that day, th this is where we just get to love on families, we get to love on kids, they're going to have like a drive through uh, uh, where basically like they don't have a ton of food. And so what Streetwise does is that they just package so many uh, things and boxes of food to give to families that are in need. 
And, and they're uh, there just to love on families who uh, are just in, in such a desperate need. And there's prayer stations where literally they're driving through and you get to pray over them. And, uh, and for those that got to serve, I know DJ, you were there, Holly, Jen, I know a couple of you guys were there and uh, just seeing all that God did uh, inside of that. And it's an incredible way where we just get to show others that the hope and the love of Jesus. And it's a value to us because it's actually a pretty basic component of what it means to be the church. <laughs> You can go really anywhere and, and you can boil it down. What is your discipleship model? And you're gonna hear different things. And at 12 Stone, we just say, hey, a couple of pillars of our faith is worship, community, and impact. And this is a thing that we're leaning into. And if you've been around for a while, it's just community and impact, community and impact, community and impact. And, and communities are really the big, it's kind of like the secret sauce of, of C12. You hear anybody talk about it and you're like, oh man, I, I love the community. It's, it's why we do things like C12 Connect. Every week after service, we have a place where people can just jump in to uh, get to be more involved uh, with the church. And, and I could talk all about C12 Connect and what that's done. And we've had people literally come to know Jesus uh, out of a C12 connect that got felt so loved by it and uh, I wanted you to hear a story from Johnny and if you don't know Johnny his name is Johnny Otley he's a, a really awesome dude he's part of C12 and and I wanted you to hear from his story of how he got to be a part of community and how much uh, belonging mattered to him so why don't you go ahead and check this out So it was August and I had recently gone through a breakup and I was feeling really lonely. I had no community. I hadn't invested in any friends back here in Atlanta. And I had been shopping at Mall of Georgia all day and I was driving back home and I just wanted to be around people. And I drove past this sports bar and noticed a bunch of people in the parking lot laughing, talking. So I pulled off into the parking lot and I was parked in my car and I just started crying. And I cried out to God and I said, God, I want friends, I want community, you gotta help me. And so after about five minutes, I wiped the tears and I walked into the bar, sat down. There is a cockroach scurrying across the back of the bar and uh, the bartender starts freaking out. She throws me a cloth and says, can you kill this cockroach? And I'm like, sure. So I go and kill the cockroach and they say, hey, order anything you want off the menu. So I sit back down and I order some pretzel bites and a man sits down next to me and he starts talking to me, and uh, this wasn't really the person that I wanted to be socializing with right now, but he was relentless. He told me his whole life story, and all of a sudden, he stopped. And he said, Johnny, I feel like I'm supposed to tell you something. You need friends, and you need community. My mouth dropped. I said, do you realize I was just praying for friends and community like 30 minutes ago? And he said, I felt like I was supposed to tell you that. You're gonna find that at 12 Stone. He said, 12 Stone is a place where they will love you for who you are and what you're going through. So Thursday came around and I showed up and I was so nervous. Every young adults group, even really every church that I've been to, you walk in and everybody wants to talk to everyone, but nobody does. So I walk in, great sermon, great worship, and I'm about to leave. And just as I'm about to leave, someone stops me. And they say, hey, I haven't seen you before. And so they introduced me to Stephen Young, who then introduced me to 
everyone. And within seconds, I had an entire community of people who care about me and actually wanted to hang out with me. So over the next several months, I got plugged in and I really feel now like I belong to an incredible family. I'm so, so grateful for my 12 Stone family. And there is always something fun to do, whether it's hiking or going to a worship night or going for a run with a friend. This has been a life-changing, incredible community, and I'm so grateful for it. Come on, God is so good, and, and God just, you know, is so good enough to answer prayers so fast. And, and maybe for you, you're in this room, and you're like, man, that's, that's me. Like, I'm, I'm at where Johnny was at months ago, and, and maybe you're just like, I'm, tonight was your version of being in the car, crying and praying and just begging God uh, for community. And if it is your first time with us, we just want to say a big welcome home. We are so glad that you're here, and the, and the heart of our ministry is just a place where you can feel like you can belong and that uh, you can be a part of our uh, church family. And, and when you get to be a part of a family, it's kind of important to know, hey, what, what, what's kind of the culture of this place? And, and, and who is this kind of church family? What is C12? What are they going after? And that's why I laid out the, the pillars of worship, community, and impact. But it's also a way of, of showing, hey, how we're moving forward and how we're moving forward as a ministry. And we're gonna have a lot of things coming up in the summer, different community events that's, that's solely based around just being together. We're gonna have other uh, impact days, much like being a part of streetwise, and, and we're really just going to go after what it means to be the church and what it means to be the church uh, with each other. But if I could just have the candid conversation, there's a lot of things that I feel like are still happening in, in our world and in our culture of, man, well, over COVID, this happened. And, and, and to be honest, how many of us are just kind of sick and tired of, bro, I'm sick and tired of talking about COVID. I'm sick and tired of talking about the last 18 months. Great. <laughs> so am I. A lot of us are. A lot of us are just like, man, I'm so past that. But at the same time, there's, there's a good majority of us that as much as we're sick of COVID, we still carry COVID crutches. Like I, I'm still carrying some things uh, over COVID and the disappointments that I had, things that I got let down by. And, and really what happened over COVID was that you just, in a sense, probably lost some basics of your faith, which is the reason why we're rebuilding that as a church. But there's some things that we have lost, which really means just to have a vision for your life again. <laughs> Some of us may refer back to the past. Well, before COVID, those were like the better church days. That was when I was thriving and, and man, things in life were a whole lot better and things were easier. Things didn't seem so complicated and, and I had much better rhythms in my life than I do now. And, and we kind of look back then and we kind of fail to see what can God do right here, right now? Like what, what's the vision that God has for you? And in April, this next week, I'm about to jump into a new series called Dream Again where you get to dream again for your life. What is God calling of you? What is God asking of you? What is the vision that God has put on your life? And for many of us, we might not even know how to answer that question because we get so caught up in what we lost or we get so caught up in the present that we have no idea where God is taking us, where God's leading us, the calling and the purpose that he's put on our life and where we should go. And so we're gonna lean into what it means to dream again. And I'm gonna invite the, the band to come back up and. They're gonna sing out a song that's called the, the Goodness of God. And, and sometimes when it's helpful to kind of look forward at, man, what, what can God continue to do as we kind of lean into moving forward in this next series of what it means to dream again. There's this element sometimes when you move forward that you just have to reflect back and you gotta look backwards a little bit. And kind of a, a practical way is, is just taking communion.
If you don't know what communion is, this is a sacrament, it's a part of our faith. And, and this is where we just get to remember, like we're remembering what Jesus has done for us. And if you uh, came in there, we got little uh, communion cups and you can go ahead, you can pull that out right now. And if you don't have one, uh, Justin, out where you're at, but we got some that are gonna be in a little basket and, and you can just go, hey, raise your hand, hey, I don't got one and we'll make sure that you get one. Um, but I want you to go ahead and, and pull this out. I wanna read something, I think that's powerful. And, in Luke 22, this is the Last Supper, and this is what Jesus was explaining to his disciples. And he said, after taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, take this cup and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. But he took the bread, gave thanks, broke it, gave it to them saying, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. <laughs> like this is, this is the body that was given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. This is what Jesus has done in your life. And maybe you're not a follower of Jesus in this room and you're like, I don't get the whole communion thing. You don't have to take it. <laughs> it's not for you. But if you are a follower of Jesus, you know, hey, this is what God's done in my life. This is how God saved me. This is how God's redeemed me. Why don't you take a moment, why don't you go ahead, take and eat the bread and do this in remembrance of Jesus, knowing the price that he paid for you. So let's take and eat. Being thankful for what God has done. The, the blood that he shed, the body that was broken for you goes on in verse 20, it says, in the same way, after the supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Again, he says, do this in remembrance of me. This was the blood that I shed for you. Don't forget the price that Jesus paid for you, that you don't have to be separated from God forever, but you can spend eternal life with him. Why? Because he sent his one and only son, that he so loved the world that he sent his one and only son to die for me, to die for you. That is the essence of the gospel. And if that's dry to you, communion just has a way of internalizing the gospel and to make it revitalized for you again. That thank you, Jesus. So why don't you go ahead and take, take the cup and drink this in remembrance of what Jesus has done for you. And so God, we're just thankful. God, we're thankful for, oh God, if we could just internalize the gospel to ourselves, and God really personalize what you've done for us, God, we'd be forever grateful. in that song back to life that it goes on to say it would take all eternity just to praise you <laughs> and God it would and we couldn't fathom the price that you paid we just we can't comprehend that in our head and God you don't owe us anything but you chose to give us everything you, you chose to give us your son and so God we're just so thankful for that and so God we just come before you God, acknowledging how good you are, acknowledging how perfect you are, acknowledging how holy you are, God, how pure you are. And so God, I just pray that your presence would come down in this room. This week at C12 was night of worship where we got to engage and worship together. 
but we also got the privilege of hearing a few testimonies of God's faithfulness. We heard one of them in the message, but there were two others, so take a moment to listen in and be inspired by what God has done and other people here at C12. So tonight's a, just a worship and community night, and, and we're going to hear some of the, the testimonies from uh, people uh, in our ministry, people who have been through our ministry, and, and, and tonight is just hearing what God's doing, not only in C12, but what God is doing uh, in people in the past and the people in the present, and, and uh, there's someone named uh, Megan who's the worship pastor out at Flowery Branch, and if you know her, you're cheering, um, and, and her life changed in this room. And it changed uh, because she had an encounter with God uh, actually on a worship night, much like tonight. And uh, I want you to engage with the rest of the night by leaning into the presence of God, but just hear what, pe- uh, what God is doing in other people's lives. And, and from this moment, it led to where she's at today. And so why don't you go ahead and check it out. So I grew up in Flowery Branch. Um, I grew up believing that God existed. I think when you're raised in the South, everybody kind of believes in God. I um, went all through elementary school, middle school, high school, played sports. I played softball up until I went to college. So it was always my dream to go to school for softball. And I had also through high school been in this long-term relationship uh, with this guy. And when we went to college, we went our separate ways. And anyway, without softball in this relationship, I genuinely didn't have any idea who I was. And all these things that I had placed my identity and my purpose in just ceased to exist. There was just this day in the middle of the summer after my freshman year of college, I just remember sitting there and feeling like my life just absolutely meant nothing. That I had no idea who I was, no idea what what I was gonna do with the rest of my life. And I went into the bathroom at my house after all of my family had left. All I could think in my mind, and I remember the words like very specifically was, you don't have worth and you don't have purpose and there's no reason for you to be here. And it was like this cycle on repeat. And I grabbed a razor and I was just ready to be, to be done. I felt like this voice just prompted me to reach out to one of my friends and uh, in that moment I'm like that's the absolute last thing that I want to do right now is reach out to anyone. I'm like I've been lonely, I've been walking through this season by myself and why would anybody care to listen? But then I just heard it again, text your friend Madison. So I reached out to my friend Madison, left the bathroom and she ended up inviting me to uh, a C12 service the very next night. And then we walked into C12 and that night was a worship night. The college pastor at that time walked up and obviously it was the Lord giving him these words, but he just stepped up and gave this uh, moment where he said, some of you in this room, oh, I'm gonna get emotional about it. Some of you in this room may feel like you don't have purpose, like you don't have worth and maybe that you don't have a reason to be here, but Jesus gives you those things and Jesus loves you and gives you worth and purpose and a reason to be here. And I just dropped like, completely dropped to my knees. It was word for word, just 24 hours before that I I had playing in my mind that you don't have these things. And now here's this person repeating back to me that Jesus gives me these exact things. And it was the first time in my life where I felt like, like I was seen and I was known and that I wasn't alone at the same time. And I sat there and I gave my life to Christ and I just remember kneeling on, on the tear and I said, God, I don't know what it looks like to trust you, but I was, and I said this super honestly, I was like, but it can't get worse than this. It really can't. I was like, so 
if, if it can't get worse than this, then I might as well trust you. And I gave my life to Jesus that night. Since then, God has breathed life into me. He's breathed purpose into me. The days aren't necessarily easier. Like, I still struggle with anxiety. I still struggle with depression. But now I have a hope because Jesus is there, and I'm not alone. I'm not alone in the things that I face and I walk through. And at the end of the day, if I have nothing else, I have Jesus. And I can find purpose, and I can find a reason to live in that because of who He is and what He's done for me. Uh, Jen on up to the stage. Hey, can you guys give it up for Jen? Jen's just going to share a little bit of, of her story. And uh, I know the nerves are really, probably, <laughs> you're, you're an extrovert. You're, you know, you, you got yeah, this. Yeah, you think I am, but. <laughs> uh, and Jen's been around C12 for uh, uh, quite a while now. Um, and uh, she just kind of shared a little bit of her story with me earlier and how she got connected to 12 Stone and uh, about to soon to be married to Gavin. <laughs> Gavin's like the, you know, the supporting husband in the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> and I wanted to uh, hear from her words of, of how much community's meant to her. And uh, Jen, why don't you share a little bit of ever since being a part of C12, like what has God done in your life and, and how has God provided community for you? Sure, so um, I'll give you a little bit of backstory. So I've been coming to C12 since August of last year, probably July, August, um, and I moved from Tampa. And um, being a part of community and being a part of a church wasn't always something I was comfortable with or something that I did. Um, but when I was in college, um, I feel like the Lord really put it on my heart. I was dating the wrong people, making friends with the wrong people, really putting my value in sports and school and just the wrong things. And the Lord kind of stopped me and it was just one of those moments like, you need something else. Like, like Megan said, text a friend. And it was really random, but texted a friend, got connected at church, gave my life to Christ. And that's the short version. Um, but the community that I found there in Tampa and the friends that I found and just the value that I found in myself through Christ, um, was something so special. And after a couple months, I looked around and everyone that I hung out with, everyone I associated with was through the church and they were all Christians. And um, I think it's so important to surround yourself with um, godly people, but people who are like-minded and just point you towards Christ. Um, so I feel like I got really complacent. I loved where I was at. And then um, it was a blessing, of course, but I moved to Georgia uh, for Gavin, my fiance. And I always promised myself that the first thing I would do if I ever had to leave Tampa was I would get plugged into a church. And um, did growth track, met Alex. He was my group leader, me and Gavin's group leader. I was a horrible group leader. Yeah. He was awesome. I yeah. think I scared him because I went up to him and I was like, I need to get connected in everything possible. And he was like, whoa, okay, why don't you like come to C12 sometime? And I wasn't sure about it. Um, but once I did, man, it was the best decision I ever made. Um, joining a group, I serve on the first time guest team. Um, come on Thursdays and it's honestly the highlight of my week. Um, I honestly, if I didn't have C12, I don't know what kind of community I'd have here. Um, I have some of my best friends here now and it's just been such a blessing. It really has. Come on. Can we just give it up for Jam? Thank you so much for sharing. 
that and, and, and God's done more than just provide community and, and inside of a job and there's transitions in that. And, and sometimes a lot of us in, in life are like, man, I, I'm either transitioning in a job or I'm stepping out of college and now I'm stepping into kind of more of the adult world. And, and I feel like God was very gracious and kind uh, to you and, and maybe share a little bit of that. It might be an encouragement uh, to some people in this room with where they're at. Sure, so um, for those of you that don't know, I'm a teacher and thank you. Um, so when I moved from Tampa, I was like, this is the best job ever. I'm never going to find anything better than this. And you know, the Lord put me in this role in Georgia and I was like, okay, it's going to be good. The Lord always provides. It's going to be great. And you ever have those things where you think, God, why would you do this? This isn't what the Lord wants for me. Um, and it may be, it's just a season that you have to be in. You have to grow in. You're going to learn from it in some way. Um, <clears throat> so this job that I'm currently in, I'm gonna be transitioning next year. And man, that is the blessing. Um, this season that I'm in now, the Lord's really challenged me to grow as a teacher, as a person, um, pushed me closer to community. If I didn't have this community in this current season, it would have been really, really tough. Um, but man, when I was ready to leave teaching about two months ago, I, I resigned from my teaching job and I said, I'm not going back. I can't do it anymore. And the Lord just opened a door through a family friend and um, the rest is history. I mean, I went from one Friday saying, I'm leaving teaching, I'm done. I'll go wow. work at Starbucks, nothing against Starbucks, but I'll do it. I'll forget my teaching degree. And then Monday having an incredible job that just already makes me feel so renewed and just loved and supported. And I just remember crying and just saying that, like, that's it, God, like that's why you had me through this year and it's for this moment. Yeah. It's not on my timing, it's on your timing. And just yeah. because I think it's not what I need in this moment, um, doesn't mean it's not good and it's not a part of your plan. So if you're in a season like that, um, just keep pushing through because man, <laughs> these small things that we go through, man, they're big to us, but the Lord just sees it as a part of your picture, your whole so good. life, you know? And it is, can be life shattering. I mean, I, how many nights did I cry a week, Gavin? <laughs> A lot, okay? <laughs> but you know, the Lord just kinda, not laughs in a way, but just says like, just trust me, just continue to push towards community, just believe and and man, he's good. He just provides, so. So good, so good, come on. Got some heat in that mic. You just see a mic drop right now. <laughs> and it's kind of in the little things that we, you know, really learn how to trust God. And we know that uh, belonging is a big value to us as a, as a ministry. And, and really the bigger thing is that, hey, we, we ultimately know that hey, we belong to Jesus, that no matter what we go through, no matter what season. And, uh, and so we're gonna continue to worship and we're gonna sing that out. And so Cam, why don't you lead us, dude, in that song. And, and whatever season that you're in, I think Jen said it perfectly. Uh, whatever area you're in, whatever feels like, man, this is the struggle. This is like the hardship. I just feel like I can't get past this. Allow this song maybe to rejuvenate something in your heart of, of man, I, I belong to Jesus and that's enough. Jesus is, is enough for me. And so why don't you stand, let's, let's continue to worship and knowing that, hey, through every season, through every battle, we, we, we belong to Jesus. Thank you for listening to the C12 podcast today. To stay connected with C12, make sure to follow us on Instagram at C12Stone. One of the best ways to get connected with others and grow in your relationship with God is jumping into a small group. To sign up for small groups, go to 12stone.com smallgroups and search college. We hope to see you next week.